Brodo family, welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. Before we get started today, we want to remind you to make your fantasy season the best fantasy season that you've ever had. And the only way to do it is to get the Fantasy Football by Brodo app available now everywhere you get apps. The things you get on this app, oh my God, let me tell you. You get player profiles, you get statistics, you get a social media, you get player specs. Everything you need to know about that player, you get uh, insane chart-creating tools. You get our rankings. You get the latest NFL news. You get every single coaching stat, every single contract, articles, podcasts. Everything that you need to dominate your fantasy football this season is in this app, and it is available now. Go get it. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Yo, I could bop to that all day. I could bop to that all day. I love that. Beat by Johnny Petrop and DJ Ray Black. Michael. You were you were bopping. We're bopping. <laughs> Jason taking us back in the time machine right now to about 1920. I am teaching my kids about World War One right now, so maybe <laughs> it's just like serendipitous. Scooby Doo pop pop. Serendipity, the simple serendipity. That's not the words for sure. So we Definitely have their necessities, bro. Of course, it's not the real words. All right, listen, listen. Let me let me talk to the people real quick. Let me talk to people. We gave you the Brodo app pitch before we started the show today. Today, we have our hot takes. And one of the reasons why we were able to have a Brodo app is because we have extremely, insanely good content creators. And they write us articles. And the articles are dope. And we put them on the website because you know how we do it. We only let the realist on the website. And these are people who first started out following Brodo and then loved fantasy got into fantasy some of them some of them writing fantasy in other places some of them it's 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 a it's a smorgasbord of talent and we want to introduce them a little bit right now so we're going to do a hot takes episode and not only are you going to get our three hot takes but you are going to get the entire Brodo staff's hot takes for 2020 extremely special episode um if you want to see any of their writing, it's all available on BrotoFantasy.com, of course. Patreon.com is where you can support the show. Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy. Um, and you can interact with these people as well on our Discord if you become a member of that community for as low as $3. Um, so, yeah, uh, do that, please. Uh, that's awesome. And so we're going to get everyone. It's going to be a family affair. Jason, Michael, are you, are you excited? Are you pumped about this? Or what's up here? Yeah, man, I'm ready to hear. Uh, we we've had some uh very interesting hot takes in the past at Broto. Some great, some not so great. So I'm excited to see what uh what the contributors have to say now. I will say this as a person who um whose hot take still haunts him to this day, um from two years ago. I will tell <coughs> you, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Yes, yes. My hot take was that he was going to win the MVP award. I, I'll own it. I'll own it. Yeah, I'll own it. It's all right. It's all right. I've moved on. I've moved on, um, but I've had some good hot takes since then, including Josh Allen being one of them. So suck it, Michael, is what what uh, else I'm saying. Um, but yeah, what, what again, are, such an easy time, Tim, for you to flex about Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Ah, I, call, I totally <laughs> called Aaron Rodgers last year. Duh. 
Um, You're welcome. But anyway, I'll be I'll be calling someone else this year, and I think Michael's going to be extremely mad at me when he finds out who. Um, but what else is new? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, do you guys want to get into this? You guys want to go over some NFL news? Not too much NFL news going on. It, it's all about the rookie draft right now. It's all about what's going to happen because so much of fantasy deals with what happens in a rookie draft. Like, there's so many different different dominoes that could fall because of the draft that, I, you know, it's, it's, it's still a conversation fantasy, but really you're just speculating until the draft is over. The fantasy season begins at its earliest as soon as that draft is over, in my opinion. So these hot takes are meant to not only be, um, you know, it, it's meant to be based on a true story, you know, like a, a, a take that you think could happen and take it to the extreme. So uh, that's how we're defining it. Our, some of our writers didn't go that far, but uh, everyone gives their their little flavor. So I think Jason Jason is is looking at You're, he's he's looking he's looking at it with intensity. Jason is intense right now. So I Jason, am the mole of Moleville. <laughs> I want you to start with intensity. Do you guys remember the mole, bro? You that's Dennis Rodman on the mole that you guys keep. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if people yeah. know that. The mole was a great show. What was the mole? Word. The mole was like one person was trying to sabotage the group during challenges, and you and, and you had to figure out who the person was. Yeah, who was the sabotager? Was the it was, sabotager? It's basically like about us, but the human version, not about us. Yeah, that's the name of the game. Among us. Among us. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's among us. Yeah, for TV. You're right. All right, so Jason, what kind of hot <laughs> take us. are you are you going to unleash <laughs> among us? I want to hear your hot take, bro. You First. told me to be serious, <laughs> but to reveal my hot take, I wrote a poem, so I can't really oh, do both. <laughs> poem? Hey Y'all mad excited. It's it's not a long poem. It's just my revealing poem. I'm mad excited. I, I right went now. Dr. Seuss style with some rhymes. What does it take for a take to be hot? Is it something that is? Is it something that's not? Is it something that you would call a long shot? What does it take for a take to be hot? It must be something like Josh Reynolds ending in a top 24 spot. Okay. So not the sexiest. Josh Reynolds. Not the sexiest Top name, 24. But I think that you sprinkled that flavor on it to make it to make it that. So, Jason. That well, I had to do it. After you hit us with that flavor, tell us why Josh Reynolds top 24 this year. So, for new listeners, they may not know this. But for old listeners, they know. So, I'll just start with this. Ryan Tannehill is a true value king. And what I mean by that is Ryan Tannehill every year has a top five value per throw. So when he throws the ball to someone, it's valuable. And if you look at the Titans, they lost Corey Davis. They lost Jonu Smith. 60% of their targets from last year are from guys no longer on the team. And what did the Titans do? They added Josh Reynolds. No one else. Now, I might change my tone if they take a receiver early in the draft. Not sure if they're going to do that. They're probably going to focus more on the defensive end, in my opinion. But if that happens, we'll see. But right now, Josh Reynolds is the only addition they made. And Josh Reynolds has been good in his young career when given the opportunity. He just hasn't really had too much opportunity given to him. If you look at Josh Reynolds um, last season, he only had three games over five targets. He had four games where he ended as wide receiver three or better. If you look at the year before, 2019 is kind of the outlier. He had like five games over five targets. 
and he ended only one time in the top 36, but let, we'll just brush over that for now. Because <laughs> in 2018, he had two games over five targets, and he ended as a top wide receiver 36 or better three times. So at the end of the day, this guy has been outperforming what's expected of him every year. He just hasn't had that many um, opportunities. And if you see his true target value, then that'll also say the same exact thing because his minimal targets from Jared Goff, his projected PP, uh, standard points per game last year was seven. In PPR, it was 10. And he was meeting those numbers when he was actually getting the targets. He only Last year was the highest target share he ever had at 13.7%. 81 targets was the most he ever had. He turned it into a pretty solid 52 receptions, 618 yards, two touchdowns. I think the only thing we're looking at here is a guy who, when given the opportunity, has been pretty productive. And now we know that Ryan Tannehill throws to a second option because we've seen Corey Davis be a do for a few years. Where does that leave us? That leaves us with Josh Reynolds with um, some appeal. And if he ends up being a better player than Corey Davis, it's a hot take then there's a chance he ends in the top 24, especially if you consider, I hate to say this, but A.J. Brown has dealt with his injuries in the past. So if he's pushed into an even bigger role, it may not be as hot as it seems. I like it. I think that there is no reason to doubt that Josh Reynolds will have a role in this offense if they don't add anyone. I think they, they had, what do they think, just throw to A.J. Brown every every single time? No. <laughs> I mean, Yes. <laughs> the thing that's he uh, should do that. <laughs> what's hard for me here, I know it's a hot take, so you're not saying it will definitely happen, but I mean Corey Davis had a highly productive season last season, sixty five receptions, nine hundred eighty four yards, five touchdowns, ended as a top twenty in true uh target value. Do you think Josh Reynolds is a better player overall than Corey Davis is? Because that's not true. But that's what I'm saying. If Corey Davis played up to his potential last year he would have ended as a top 24 wide receiver he would have been a wide receiver 20 that's what true values tells you okay you know it's based off true values which means i concur i like it i like the spiciness of it someone's gonna have to catch passes about a bing about a boo johnny smith is gone too man yeah man anthony ferks is not gonna catch that many touchdowns i mean that many top five tight end incoming i i i will not I, it's way too early in the year to be talking about top five tight ends. And Tim just doesn't want to discuss tight ends. I just am not in the mood. <laughs> they uh, Anything but tight ends. They have hurt me so bad in the past. They're like an ex-girlfriend, these tight ends. Michael, since you're on a roll right now, what, what level of spiciness are we giving Jason? If we had to level it as spicy, a one to ten in spiciness. On the chili meter, I'd probably give meter. him like a... I'm not giving him like a ghost pepper, obviously. I think it's not that spicy. I'm not giving him a habanero let's, either, let's, which let's I think is to, like second spicy. Guys, I'll Josh like, Reynolds I'll top give it, 24, and you're saying it's not hot? I think if you... I I'll think, give it a jalapeno. Look, Michael, no one knows what the fuck you're talking about, first of all. One to ten. You Make don't it, know spice levels, bro. One to ten, I'll bro. give him a seven. I'll give him a seven. Seven. I think I think seven's good because, yo, if you said top 12, now you're talking... We're talking nine and a half. Guys, we're doing it on the Scoville. That's what it's called, right? The Scoville scale. Yeah, the Scoville scale. No, yeah. no, one to ten. Not everyone knows the Scoville from scale. The Scoville scale is it's the pepper um, scale. No, it's from zero to five million. <laughs> Holy moly! No, well, no, 
No, that's too wide of a range. This is why <laughs> this is why I host the show and you guys analyze. All right, <laughs> I am the skull of scold. It's because you don't know how to have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, scold me, scold me, Michael. Uh, hit us with the hit us with your best shot. I feel like you're gonna like this hot take, Tim. You know, like you said, it's early in the off season. We don't know landing spots yet. We have suffered for a long time as Jets fans, obviously. That might be prefacing a little bit of what I'm about to say. Hint, hint. Zach Wilson is this year's Justin Herbert. Oh, shit. That's right. Everyone's Spicy, saying, oh, spicy. Zach Wilson, oh, he's going to land on the Jets and the Jets are going to destroy him. One, anyone who says that, turn off the podcast or close the article right away because it's just dumb. That's not how it works. Like, you don't just go to a team and it's like, oh, no, you suck forever. What, Baker Mayfield went to the Browns and the Browns are good. Relax yourself there. That's not how it works. The Jets are uh, they are just rebuilding. It doesn't mean they're the worst team ever and are going to be the worst team ever for years to come. No more Adam Gase later, dude. But guess what, guys? Zach Wilson is likely going to be the number two pick. And similar to Justin Herbert, isn't loved by everyone. Uh, going into this draft. Remember, Justin Herbert was the third QB off the board last year after basically people thinking he should have been the first QB off the board the year prior. Uh, and guess what? Justin Herbert, if you poll anyone today and they don't say Herbert's the best QB of the bunch based off the rookie season, they're lying to you. He had an absolutely tremendous season, uh, 4,500 yards, I believe it was, 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 in those. 98.3 rating. Great. One of the best rookie seasons ever. Well, now Zach Wilson's going to step in. Similar arm downfield thrower. Throw to Denzel Mims. Throw to Corey Davis. Throw to Jamison Crowder when he needs to as the outlet. And Zach Wilson's going to be a star, folks. Maybe not start the season. Uh, who knows what the Jets are going to do. Maybe it'll be... Uh, it can't be Joe Flacco anymore. Uh, who knows? They literally only have that dude that we drafted last season. I forget his name. Morgan, I believe. Like the fifth round QB. Yeah. UCF, I think. like fourth or fifth round. So who knows what their plan is there? I don't, I'd be shocked if Zach Wilson's a starter going in. But guess what? Herbert wasn't the starter going in last year, too. You'd be shocked so I'm if having Zach some fun Wilson with it. was the starter going in. I would not be. I, I'd be shocked if he wasn't. I don't know. I'd be a little shocked. It's not like the Jets are in a tremendous place right now to throw in a rookie QB. But. Maybe we get some good draft picks, you know, outside of Zach Wilson. And uh, whenever he does, whenever he does join the squad as a starting QB, he's going to light it up. Michael, I'm going to tell you what, the spicy, but I'm glad you've, you've mentioned it. Where on the Scoville scale? Guys, if I'm a jalapeno, Michael's a fucking pepperoncini. Come on. What? That's spicier than yours. Way spicier. Yeah, but it's, it's filled with bias. Way spicier. <laughs> but way well, spicier. Yeah, I'm trying to have some fun. Way spicier. It's April for crying out loud. I'm gonna and give way that spicier. So Michael's is it. way spicier. I'm gonna yeah, give that a the number two quarterback is gonna be good this year. Is spicier than this guy who doesn't has done nothing in three years. It's gonna, gonna be, a top be four receiver. Is gonna be better than maybe the best rookie QB season ever. Justin, all right. I'm asking, how damn I'm asking good the Herbert patrons was. about this in a couple days after they get a chance to listen. Bro, and Jason, watch. They'll tell you. They'll tell you mine was spicier. Jason, you also gotta you gotta you gotta involve this. The spiciness also involves the names, bro. Like. Your name's just not that spicy. Michael's name yeah, is, is spicy to spicy right now. Michael's name has been mentioned 467 times per day on the Colin Cowherd show. How uh, many people? Alone. 
How many people are Googling Josh Reynolds? How many people are Googling Zach Wilson? The real ones. Now, let me tell you guys. The real one. Before I get into mine. Before I get into mine, let me tell you about Zach Wilson. Because um, I've been doing a lot of late night. Film watching. Film watching. I have. I've been doing a lot of it. And, And to the point where I've watched now almost every single snap that Zach Wilson has taken in his last season, in his junior year. By the way, Zach Wilson... Um, on a team full of people who are older than him, because remember, uh, he goes to BYU and a lot of them are Mormon and they take their pilgrimages or, or, or their missions um, before they go to college. So a lot of these guys are older. He won the starting job as a true freshman. In his sophomore year, he didn't have a great year, but he was coming off surgery and he hurt his hand. And then he went off, yes, against lo- lower competition, but you're talking about the only person that he was throwing to um, that even has a chance to be drafted on day three is just one guy. Uh, and that's the only guy. Yeah, there's no other person that even has a chance to be drafted um, on uh, in, in the NFL draft. So that's who he's throwing to as well. I think the biggest two myths that I've seen busted about Zach Wilson is that he makes n- – the number one myth is that he makes uh, – he's just like this Brett Favre gunslinger guy who's going to throw a lot of interceptions. Bro, it is the exact opposite. When I was watching him, the thing that I was impressed about the most was the fact that he could, the fact that he's making these quick throws, these quick decisions more often than he's taking these chances. And every time he takes these chances, they work out like they hit on such a high rate that he's he's only taking these chances when he's calculated. Some of the most impressive downs I saw from him was he would sidestep a guy, he'd get on, on the run, his 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 head would be downfield, and then he'd tuck it and run out of bounds for two yards. Or he'd hit the 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 tight end who was coming across the field instead of taking that stupid long pass. When he takes the long pass, it was usually smart. So I think this this idea that he's some sort of like like gunslinger who's gonna turn the ball over a hundred times is ridiculous. And I watched all of his interceptions. One of his interceptions was in a game they won by like 40 points against Army where his receiver just slips and it goes into the defender's hands. And then the second one was a Hail Mary at the half. Like he threw one legit interception last year. And you're talking about he throws interceptions like crazy. Like what? where? I, tell me where. Tell me where you see it. Not me. Not now. Not never. Yeah. Team Zach. Because I, you know, yeah, I just don't get it. Like, what are you guys making this up? Like, what was going on? Um, but anyway, um, I got a hot take for you, Michael. Oh, Jason, what's your what's your uh, what's your spiciness that you give Michael? I'm giving him a nine point three eight. The Scoville was pepperoncini, bro. Nah, man, come on, just give a one to ten, bro. Come on, pepperoncini isn't even fucking hot, dude. It's not hot. Jason thinks seven. it's hot because he's a, he's a biznatch. Seven. Jason, no, you're a I was hater. trying to. Yeah, total hater. Jason said he has he's had a long day before he got on today, so that's that's this would explain Jason's. I've been hate. sitting in trial all day. Uh, this guy hey, sitting yeah, in trial I, all day. I made this guy a hot cocoa. I made this guy a hot cocoa, and he's over here saying he had a long day. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't fix your day, I don't know what does. All right, <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so here it is, Michael. Get ready to hate me. I I'm got already, a half like and I half. already. Like I have rage boiling up inside of me already because I kind of know what you're. Yeah, say, I know. Probably. I know. I can mute myself on this um, virtual format. Is it, am I capable of muting Tim? 
Just so like I can't hear what he's about to say. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for this? Now that the twins have gotten their hey, hater, hater out of their system, Jason's remember, a big time hater. Right now. I remember in 2018, going back to 2018, uh, we were watching the draft together, kind of. We were doing a live stream on Instagram, and um, the twins. were Well, we were me. together. We were together, yeah. but like I was kind of like with the the Instagram. I, I kind of felt like I, I don't know. Uh, it's weird when you're going like that, but anyway. No, I feel you. I feel um, you. so. The Twins were hoping to God that the Jets were going to get Baker Mayfield with the number three pick. I was hoping to God that the Jets were going to get Josh Allen with the number three pick. But I number thought... Number two pick. Number three pick. Saquon Barkley was the number two pick. So... Oh, right, right. I thought for sure that um, there was no way that Sam Darnold... Wow. Was Could we just... Down. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, and Josh Rosen at the time... And Lamar Jackson were all available, and the Giants did not trade down so that they could draft a running back. Holy moly. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, go ahead. I just had to. It's just so mind-boggling the more I think about it. I mean, he is the best running back, if that makes a difference. Um, I mean, he's not, but okay. Okay. I mean, it, it, we can have this debate many, many times during the season. But I was so excited because when Baker Mayfield went, the Jets, I mean, the, the Twins were devastated. They love Baker Mayfield, but it's because the, the, the Twins, you know, the, you know, it's not like you guys are 6'5". You guys are great athletes, a little undersized, so I think you really connect with who Baker Mayfield is. And you loved him because of that. And you got caught in the Baker Mayfield trap a little bit, and you wanted him. I mean, Baker would have been better than Darnold, dude. Yeah, I, I, I beg to differ. Anyway, oh, I'm, I'm about gosh, to beg that. So... When Sam Darnold dropped, I wanted Josh Allen. That was the guy. But I was like, I'm not going to act like I like Josh Allen over Sam Darnold. Like, I like Sam Darnold and then Josh Allen. And it was like, holy shit, I can't believe we got the number one guy. I can't believe we got the guy, the fucking, the, the kid that coming from the big college, who got the big arm, who can move, who's the prototypical running back, the guy. The consensus number one on Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay's billboard. I mean, big boards, like, this is the guy. We got him. And I was fucking hyped. And then... The Jets continue just destroyed this young man. And when I tell you, he I am a Sam Darnold lover. Not just a liker, a lover. I think Sam Darnold has the ability, and he's flashed the ability to be a star quarterback in the NFL. Why hasn't he been a star quarterback? Well, I'll tell you why. Because the Jets are a fucking dumpster fire. And it all starts at the top, and the terrible coaching that he has received. Sam Darnold has had four offensive coaches, if you take his two offensive coordinators and his two head coaches over his four years in the league. Todd Bowles, who not for nothing, just a terrible, terrible coach overall. He was supposed to be this defensive genius, and he's a great terrible head coach. Head coach, great yeah. defensive coordinator. But a Bowles defense never ranked 22nd or, or better in the NFL after ranking ninth the year he took over Rex Ryan's squad. 24-40 and 40 record as a head coach. He couldn't get anything done. He was not a leader. He, just, he, just, he didn't have that in him. He's a great mind. He just wasn't a leader. One of the things he did was, uh, was hire offensive coordinator Jeremy Gates. I, I'm sorry, Jeremy Bates. Huh? Who? What? Well, Jeremy Bates was hired as the QB coach um, the year after Ryan Fitzpatrick had his best season ever to date and almost took the Jets to the playoffs. Um, 
That year, Ryan Fitzpatrick quarterback rating dropped 20 points. So, of course, what does that mean? We're going to make this guy offensive coordinator, even though he only had one season as an offensive coordinator, and that was the Beast Quake season, where that Seattle team clearly underperformed throughout the year after watching them perform in the playoffs. Um, and he had one other season as a QB coach uh, in Chicago. That was his whole resume. And you put the youngest player to ever start in a game, you put him in his hands. Okay, so obviously that was a mistake. So the next year, they get rid of him. And they're in the running to get, uh, what's his name? The guy from Baylor and the guy who's in Carolina right now, Matt Rule. But they don't want Matt Rule to bring in his offensive coordinator. So they hire Adam Gase, and he brings in Dowell Loggins, who the two years before Dowell Loggins came to the Jets, he was with the Bears two years before that, where he finished 31st in offense. And then he was with the, the Dolphins, where he ranked 32nd in offense. Dead last in the league. Oh, definitely. Come over here. You got it. Yeah, come, come, come coach our young promising quarterback then head coach Adam Gase we've gone over Adam Gase I don't have to go over Adam Gase I can go over Adam Gase forever the biggest thing Adam Gase has done is just completely mismanage everything literally just a power trip from the beginning I'm not going to get to that and then you have the supporting cast that was put around him PFF's offensive line rankings for Sam Darnold's Jets in the three years Sam Darnold was there 25th 28th 29th Last year, the Jets had zero players from the offensive line the previous year that played. Zero. They had a completely rebuilt offensive line last season. Behind that offensive line, he had to throw to Brashad Perriman, who's a bust. Braxton Berrios, who got released. Vincent Smith, undrafted free agent. Chris Hogan. Are you kidding me? Chris Hogan. No one... No one. You're just you're just leaving listen, out Jameson listen, Crowder. Li no, did I say Jameson Crowder? I, I okay, Jameson awesome. Crowder as well. But he was always Denzel hurt. Denzel well. Mims hurt. He was hurt Crowder well hurt. Mims hurt. Uh, even with even counting Crowder, no one on the list of people that Darnold has thrown to in the last in his three years have had a season over a thousand yards. Until Robbie Anderson escaped Gase and just barely squeaked it out. And the, the skeleton of Demarius Thomas was on this team at one point. That's the biggest name. Demarius Thomas. That has ever been given to Sam Darnold. Not to mention he's going he's gonna to turn around and he's handing the ball off to Frank Gore. And when he does have an actual weapon, the weapon gets misused to the point where Le'Veon Bell even though he had the year off before, had his lowest total since his rookie year in carries, in rushing yards, in catches, in receiving yards, lowest throughout his whole career. He just had a whole year off. This is, uh, this is complete mismanagement. This is a joke. And now you're taking this kid who, not for nothing, Mel Kuyper said would be his second-ranked quarterback in this draft after Trevor Lawrence who is only one year older than some of the kids being drafted in this draft. Remember, he was the youngest player ever, 20 years old, youngest player ever to, to start an NFL game, his first game that he started. Now he's going to a Matt Rule system where, and, and Joe Brady where these guys are offensive minds that could put him in the right spot. 
We've already seen Ryan Tannehill turn it around. And Jason wants to, to point to true throw value, which I love true throw value. He was Tannehill had a good true throw value. Tannehill was throwing to guys like Jarvis Landry, who scored eight touchdowns and had 1,200 yards and has proven to be a star in this league. He was throwing to actual weapons. He had actual weapons in the backfield. He had Kenyon Drake to throw to out of the backfield. Like, he had weapons. And if the, the ESPN stack, QBR, that measures not only a quarterback's performance but puts clutchness into that, Sam Darnold has a higher QBR under Adam Gase than Ryan Tannehill had under Adam Gase, despite all of these, despite all of this. It's, it's a crime what has happened to Sam Darnold. It's an absolute crime. We've witnessed it firsthand as Jet fans. And Sam Darnold is about to make everyone lick his nutsack. Everyone. My hot take is that Sam Darnold ends as a top eight, let's say top seven, seven, because that's what I'm feeling, top seven quarterback in fantasy next year and leads the Panthers to a division title in the NFC South. Boom. Hi, 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 Tim. You're, you're conveniently leaving off the... um. The lack of skill. Oh, uh, no, I'm not convenient. I'm actually, I'm glad you said that, Michael. I'm glad you said that because the lack of skill. You think the Panthers are going to win the division? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this for a second. With Sam Darnold, the Jets were 13 and 25. Not great, right? Without Sam Darnold, 0 and 10. They scored a touchdown less without Sam Darnold. They averaged 50 yards less without Sam Darnold. Yeah, well, what do you expect? What do you expect? That shows With, you like, that he's Joe a... Joe Flacco or fucking David Fails. That shows you how bad the court, the team is around him. They have no chance of doing anything. They average 10 points a game without Sam Darnold, bro. 13 points a Look, game, I my mean, bad. I, I don't know. Sam Darnold, he's shown flashes. We watch him every single game. We're Jets fans. I think he's a decent quarterback, but I just don't see a star in the making. And to be a top seven QB... Who doesn't really use his legs that much? He's gonna have to be a star. That's where we're. That's where we're going. Where do you put me on the spice? Right. Where do you put me on the spiciness meter? I'll give you a eight point five. Yeah, you're a fucking ghost pepper because that's some dumb shit you just said. <laughs> Jason's going all the way up to Scoville. Nine and a half. Nine ghost pepper is like one of the. the I think you just said the Panthers gonna pepper. win the division. You dumbass. Yeah, dumbass. I mean, Tom Brady's still around. Okay, so let's. All right, so that's the hot take part. Of I'm it. taking the dog, dumbass. Right? But I'll tell you this: the Saints are in transition. So I don't know what's going on with the Saints. We're gonna see what's going on with the Saints. Taysom um, Hill, QB one, baby. Yeah, but in, in fantasy, sure. But how could? How do they do it? Full season. We'll see. Um, who else is in that division? I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on. Have we got the, the Bucks? Bucks and the Falcons? The Falcons. Frick, fuck the Falcons. The Falcons suck, bro. If I have to, if I have to, I will fucking. Please don't get started on that. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I won't. I won't. Just record a solo quarterback pod one day. No, I you know, honestly, man, my like I would say 29% of my content out there is me shitting on Matt Ryan. So if you want it, you could find it. All right, so let's get into the hot takes. For our writers. So uh, so we have John Luca Martini, Boyd Armstrong. Um, these guys are writers, staff writers. Nick, help me with, help me pronounce the last name, man. Guys. It's Bollier. 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 It, it looks like it says Bollier. He it's te- French. He tells us how to do it all the time, and it, and it never... It's not Bollier that I thought it was this whole time. It's like yeah. Bollier. <laughs> uh, Bick. We call him lovingly. Um Shiz? What's what's Shiz's full name? 
Michael Sh- Michael Michael Shizzle, Michael Shizzle, uh, um, as well a writer and welcoming aboard um, someone from our old alma mater, our first intern, Kyle McKee. He's going to be an editing intern this fall. Second intern. Uh, yes, you're right. Second intern. How could we forget our first? Our second intern. Um, so it's going to be awesome to have him on board, and he's joining kids in college already joining the pod dynamo that's all i gotta say about that um you guys want to hear shiz first shiz really like went all all, all we also have john luca bro oh did i forget john luca he said said john luca and boyd Boyd. the first two yeah what were you doing my man oh john luca who i who i insisted on calling giancarlo for like two years then Giancarlo Luca, which yeah. was amazing. <laughs> that was a fun time. All right, let's. Uh, I'm I'm sure to get it wrong again. Um, obviously, I can't pronounce anyone's names. Giancarlo. I, I honestly Luca. know them by their like. It's crazy to say, but that like we we always our, our way it's of G Martini. Yeah, our way of conversing is through uh, the Discord and through Twitter, uh, you know, and through in that kind of medium. So I know Shiz is Shiz, and I know Boyd is Boyd, and I know. Gianluca is G Martini, and I and I, you know, it's like it's it's kind of crazy. And Bolier is Bic. Yeah, and Bic. So like it's it's uh, these guys are are part of the Brodo fam, as you could uh, already tell. So let's see what they got. Let's go to Shiz first. Brodo family, Brodo whites, Brotato chips, whatever we decided on. I honestly can't remember. It's Shiz coming in with my hot take for the 2021 season. So buckle up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, here we go. Here's the take. In 2021, A.J. Brown will be the wide receiver one. That's my take. Here's my case. In 2020, A.J. Brown finished as half PPR wide receiver 11, playing in only 14 games. The only other wide receiver to play that few of games in the top 12 was the wide receiver one himself, Devontae Adams. But in points per game, Brown finished as the wide receiver five. Let's not forget he needed knee surgery, and he shouldn't have played the whole season, but he did anyway injured, and he was still this productive. Um, Brodo listeners know the love we all have for Ryan Tannehill, so I'll spare all of you on that. He is the true throw value king. Here's where things get interesting. The Titans are third in the NFL in vacated targets, going into 2021. Uh, They have 224 targets up for grabs. That is a 48% target share. Um, That's huge. That's a ton of targets for Ryan Tannehill, who loves to pass. Um, And without Jonu Smith or the GOAT, Corey Davis, around to uh, to man the high-value targets, Uh, this offense is A.J. Brown's to take over, honestly. Um... To be honest, I don't even think a top three season out of A.J. Brown is that hot of a take, but it's hot because he'll have to beat out Devontae Adams to be the wide receiver one. So if he plays 16 games, book it A.J. Brown, wide receiver one. All right, guys, that's the take. Thanks for having me on. Go Giants. Shiz out. Peace. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks. That's <laughs> great. I will say the... Uh... I think the hottest part of that was him just dropping the mic and saying shiz out. I think that's number one. <laughs> but number two, I, I mean, I think it's spicy, man. I would give that like a a, a nice 9.148 on the spiciness level. The reason why I do that 
is because uh, he said number one overall. And whenever you're predicting a number one overall, you're automatically over the nine. And then like the 1.948, it comes in for the A.J. Brown part. Because A.J. Brown can do it. He has the talent. He has the quarterback. He could do it. He just got to do it. So I think it's, it, I, I can see it happening. It's, not, it's, it's uh, you know, that's that's my take on the hotness. I mean, we're the, the leaders of the A.J. Brown fan club. Right, like you said, we Ryan Tannehill, true throw value king. We loved AJ Brown at ADP last year and thought people were obviously over exaggerating with the target concerns because of the true throw value kingness of Ryan Tannehill. He played last season apparently with like two broken knees too. Got that fixed. Uh I mean, third year in the league. I could see it happening, man. I could see it happening. Yeah, I like it. You know I like it. You know I AJ Brown's my guy. AJ Brown, I want you. AJ Brown, I need you. AJ Brown, I want you. Dolly. One. <laughs> All right. Let's go over to Bick with the hot takes. That's how what that's what he named this this track. Bick with the hot takes. Take it away. What's going on, everybody? Nick Bullier here, but my close friends refer to me as Bick. And the reason for that is my fiery hot takes, such as Michael Gallup being a better draft pick than Amari Cooper and fading Derrick Henry in the first round of PPR drafts in 2020. Let's just say the hot takes are hot for a reason. But this time, I'm coming in with my hottest take ever, and that is that Drew Horsecock Locke will be locked in as a QB1 this year. Now, this take is hot for two reasons. One, he's been mostly mediocre with some hints of flashiness here and there in a short-lived career. And two... A lot of people think he may not even be the starting quarterback for the Broncos come September. However, he's only played in 17 full games in his entire career, which only equates to one full season of football. And quite frankly, I think it's too soon for the Broncos to pass the baton. With the return of Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler heading into their second year, and an ever-improving Noah Fant at tight end, there would have to be a catastrophe for Locke not to be a QB1 in fantasy football this year. Man, not only did he drop a, a horse cock right on us, right on our heads. Like, you can't just drop that just, just like that. Just, just putting that out there. Just dropped it right on our heads. But then he said Drew Locke was going to be – I, I kind of blacked out after he said Drew Locke. I can't even remember exactly what he said. But a top fantasy quarterback? Like, what's, what's going on here? That one, this one I cannot yeah. get behind. I'm giving this one a, a 10 on the spiciness. 100% ghost pepper. Spicy <laughs> to the max. I can't – I don't know, man. I don't know about this one. A lot yeah. of people are on the Drew Locke uh, bandwagon to of redemption, and I'm just, I'm not there at all. I didn't like Drew Locke coming out. I think he sucked in his time as a QB. I don't see this crazy third year step up from him. Uh, I can't really get behind it. I like the spiciness of it, but I, I cannot get behind it. Yeah, I, I would definitely crown Bick the, um, the skull of Scoville at the moment, because. Mm-hmm. Look, I I get it. The weapons are there, but at the end of the day, weapons are nothing if the quarterback's not getting it to them. And I just don't know if Drew Locke can do that. If he uses legs a little bit more, I'd be a little bit I'd support the hot take a little bit more, but I'm going to roll with you guys and say that I don't really see it. But I you know, it's a hot take for a reason. So, I like the I like the Scoville factor right there. Drew Locke's best Best uh, highlight so far has been him rapping Young Jeezy on the sidelines. That's been his best. Like a boss. <laughs> right. That's from, anyway. that's from Impractical Jokers. I know. I know. Um, 
Julak's highlight is when I streamed him this past season against the Falcons and he put up like 30 points. That's his highlight in my eyes. Jason. Jason living on the high life. Uh, so we're going to do Gianluca Martini next. Um, let's get spicy, baby. What's up, everybody? Gianluca Martini here, writer for the best place to get your fantasy football information, Brodo Fantasy. Firstly, we give a quick shout out to the guys for having me on. And uh, today we're talking hot takes. So my hot take for this fantasy football season is that Debo Samuel, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, will be a top 12, actually forget that, top 10 wide receiver at the end of the year. He is one of the best after-the-catch receivers in the NFL. And whether it's Jimmy G or a rookie, they love throwing it to the underneath guy, I think he'll end with a lot of catches, a lot of yards after the catch, and I think he'll get a lot of burn in the run game. So that's my hot take for the 2021 fantasy football season. Thank you. I like Debo it. over Ayuk, huh? I mean, it, it Debo, look, uh, Cass's stat, exclusive to Brodo, uh, yards, yeah, go. yards, uh, yards, Hold on. I got yards after catch over expected. There you go. Yards after Jeez catch. Louise. I was going to say yards over catch. I don't know, man. There's so many fucking stats these days. Leave me alone. Uh, yards after catch over expected. Expected. Debo was number one. He got the most. Not only did he get yak because he was put in those situations by Kyle Shanahan, he got more than he was expected to get. So not only, first of all, I like the spiciness of going from 12 to 10. Specie to spicy. Um, I like that. Um, that's That's spicy to me. Uh, any 49ers wide receiver getting that high is spicy to me. Um, I think Justin Fields I mean, is going to be the quarterback there. But Is what, John Luka the skull of Skullville? No, no, no. This one, I think this one is going to be like an 8.734789. Top 10 is, is ballsy for Debo Samuel. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get everything you said. Uh, Shanahan's offense, he's going to use him everywhere. He's going to get work in the passing game. But is he going to get enough passing game work to, I mean, rushing game work to make him a top 10 wide receiver? It's a little, uh, it's a little hot over there. Yeah, especially with Brandon Ayuk there. I mean, Ayuk had a ton of wide receiver one games. That was with Debo out. Uh, it's hard for me to see this one coming to fruition. But again, got to... Gotta love the spiciness of it. Gotta love the Scoville scale. Gotta love the Scoville. Gotta love the Scoville. All right. Scoville scale. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna save the new guy for last. That would be. Gotta school, but Steve. So Kyle, this is actually Kyle's first content he's ever produced for Brodo. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, boom, boom. Let's see what the hot takes like. Let's get it, Kyle. Hi, my name is Kyle McKee of Brodo Fantasy, and my hot take for the upcoming NFL season is that Matthew Stafford will finish the season as a top 10 fantasy quarterback. He's got so many weapons at his disposal, like running back Cam Akers, wideouts like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Tyler Higby, and he's also got a solid offensive line. Bonus hot take, his running back Cam Akers We'll finish the season as a top 10 fantasy back. Bonus, bonus hop take. Jalen Hurts, the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, 
will also finish the regular season as a top 10 fantasy quarterback. I'm big on the Jalen Hurts hype train. Mark it down. All right, so a little spiciness added because he went three hot takes. He's like, not only am yeah. I going to give you one, not only am I going to give you two, I'm going to give you three. And I think that adds the spiciness, even though the takes themselves might not be the spiciest. He said, of if the I'm going to go, if I'm going to go pepperoncini, I'm going to go three pepperoncinis. Right, and just like <laughs> stuff them in my mouth, and then that's how you get the hotness because you got all. Three. Say what's good? I got three pepperoncinis. You only got one ghost pepper. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um. I, let's 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 talk about it. I think I think we're all on the Matt Stafford could be a quarterback one this year. To call him definitely a top ten quarterback is a little spicy. It definitely is a little yeah, spicy. especially since he doesn't wanna, run. Clearly on the the Rams bandwagon, Kyle is. Yes, I want to look at these together because if you look at what he said as one, then you realize what he's saying is Stafford and Hurts are going to be top ten quarterbacks. So that means he's leaving. That only leaves eight other quarterbacks to be top 10. Very, very true. So if we're talking top 10 quarterbacks, we got Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, maybe Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. That's eight right there. Yeah. Any of the rookies. Joe Burrow. That leaves out the rookies. Deshaun Watson, if he plays. Deshaun Watson, yeah. Tom Brady, Joe Burrow. Sam Darnold, according to Tim. Fact. As a group, fact, fact, fact. it's a little more ballsy. I think that's what we were saying with the with the stuffed mouth of pepperoncinis. Three pepperoncinis. Three pepperoncinis. I mean, even maybe three jalapenos. Not even pepperoncinis. Ah, pepperoncinis for me. But I'm, I'm gonna give this one uh, an eight point three four seven two eight nine eight seven oh, that's six too high. eight four five eight. No, it's like a the spiciness isn't. It's not that high. As a whole, I'm gonna give it like a six and a half. You you just made your case for the spiciness, convinced me, and then you're going less spicy. You went too high, though. I'm saying together it's more spicy, but he provided three, so it, the amalgamation improves. Exactly. Yeah, so, so what? So you you if okay. one pepperoncini is like a two point two, then we get up to six and a half. That's way too low, in my opinion. I would Michael, t- I would call it. <laughs> let Michael decide. <laughs> I'm giving it a 6.8. There you go. Y'all are wilding. You're too high, kid. 8.184, 7, 8, 9, 10, 14, 27, 8. You know what? Fine. Fine. I'll go with yours. All right. Cool. Let's we're in agreement, Michael. Last one, right? Michael, what was that number again? Beats me, guy. (laughs) All right. The last one. Um Mr. Boyd Armstrong. I'm actually in a in a dynasty draft with Mr. Boyd Armstrong. Um hilarious hilarious guy this boy. This guy's hilarious. Let's see how hot his yeah, takes are though. Honestly, just aside from his football takes, which are which is good stuff, Boyd is going to go viral one day cuz his tweets are fantastic. Let's see if his hot but takes are just as fantastic. Hey there, Brodo listeners. Boyd Armstrong here. For those of you who may not know me by name, you might be familiar with some of my hot takes from last season's Buy Low and Sell High series on the Brodo website. During that series, I actually did tell the readers that they should be selling David Montgomery during the early part of the season, but that was simply because I didn't believe that he could finish anything more than an RB2 week in, week out. Of course, we all know how that worked out, with David Montgomery going out to finish as the overall RB4 in fantasy and PPR. Needless to say, hot takes need to be taken with a heavy pinch of salt. 
This time around, heading into the season, I'm feeling much more confident in my hot take, and yet again, it involves an NFC North running back. Go ahead and call me crazy, insane, whatever you'd like, but I believe that DeAndre Swift will finish as a top 5 fantasy running back in 2021. Yes, this is a little bit unrealistic, but that's why they call it a hot take. Last season in Detroit, Swift was clearly the most talented player in the offense whenever he touched the football, as he averaged over 4.5 yards per carry, as well as by putting out 10 touchdowns in only 13 games. Clearly the kid has talent. He runs the ball hard on the ground, is fantastic at the goal line, and has good enough hands to be a PPR monster, especially with Detroit signing former Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn to be their new offensive coordinator. In 2021, I imagine Swift will be a major focal point in that offense as a dual threat back, and I can see him consistently producing Austin Eckler-like performances in fantasy, if not better. The acquisition of Jared Goff doesn't scare me. The Detroit Lions organization history doesn't scare me. I am more than comfortable with putting my faith into the talent of DeAndre Swift. Oh boy, that one is hot. That one seems all aboard the Swift train for Boyd. Choo, choo. All aboard. Get it? <laughs> this is, you know, it's funny because around this time last year is when I started to fall for Miles Sanders. And the reason why I, fall, I started to fall for Miles Sanders around this time last year was the exact reason why people are falling in love with uh, DeAndre Swift this year is because his running back coach said that he could be a 30 carry, a 30 touch back. Just happens to be the exact same running backs coach, Deuce Staley, talking the same shit. I don't believe you, Deuce. Prove it, homie. I'm still mad at you. Anthony Lynn. Boyd mentioned that Anthony Lynn is around. And Anthony Lynn brings good stuff. I mean, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler were, were great pieces with Anthony Lynn around. Tis true, tis true. How do you feel about but the I mean, Jamal Williams signing and how that affects That's what players? I was going to say. Uh, we know Jamal Williams is a... I mean, he's like a mermaid. He's like SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> like we know, he's a he's a very solid running back. Like he's if you're naming best running backs in the league, Jamal Williams has to be up there. Um, he's not gonna the fuck take you the talking job. About? What Jamal Williams isn't one of the best backup running backs in the league? You didn't say backup. You just said best. Did I really? I meant backup. One of the best backup running backs All in right. the league. Thank you. I said if we're talking backups. Prior to that, day, I mean, so would up, you but... put him as a top twenty-five back? I would. No, I mean, man. I'd have to sit down and put pen to paper, but I don't know. But I do think he's one of the best backups um, a team has, and you don't want to run DeAndre Swift into the ground as a young organization who I don't know if they really think they're gonna win this season. So he's going to need a whole lot of volume to reach that level that Boyd expects from him. But a whole lot of volume. I don't think it's impossible. So. I like the spiciness of it now, so I'm not completely dismissing it. Jason, by the way, just uh, just remixing an Antonio Brown classic. Whole lot of money by Antonio Brown. <laughs> whole, whole lot of, lot money. of money. Got a whole lot of money. Um, ah, oh man, my, my brain just completely got distracted by whole lot of money by Antonio Brown, and I have no idea what I was going to say. All right, I think since all the hot takes are out, we need to decide right now as a three-person jury who... Is the skull of Scoville. The skull of Scoville. What do you Who think? Who broke the Scoville meter? Can you vote for yourself? Can you Don't vote be that guy. No, I'm not going to vote for myself, but I'll make sure that you guys aren't going to vote for yourselves. No, I'm I mean, obviously you guy. can't vote for yourself. All right, so let's say it on three. So that we I'm don't... trying to... Wait, I'm trying to... So we got Josh Reynolds, top 24. We got 
Um, Sam Darnold and the Panthers lead the division. Idiot. We got. You know what? Um, I'm going to amend that to make the playoffs because I did forget Tom Brady and the Buccaneers <laughs> for a second there. Um, so I'm going to say I'm going to say make the playoffs. It's I got. I got. I got. I got. I got out ahead of myself a little bit. That's it. You know, they just got out ahead. Zach of Wilson equals Justin Herbert. And then the writers we have. Um, Bick said Drew Locke top ten. John Luca said Debo Samuel top ten. Shiz said. AJ Brown. What do you say? AJ Brown overall wide receiver one. Um, Kyle's Kyle gave the, the trifecta. And who who am I forgetting? There was one more. Boyd. Who's just and Boyd DeAndre, DeAndre, yeah, DeAndre, Swift. DeAndre Swift. Top five. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give this to uh to Debo. Hold on, man. Shush. Fucking guy. You don't you never you never follow the rules. Michael, we can't like, all speak like at the, the hardest same time. person to manage. Through Zoom, or it's all gonna sound amalgamated. Amalgamated. You can amalgamate these, these nuts. Oh, oh boy, there is an ad playing in the background right now, but I'm just gonna let it rock because it's gonna be worth it when you're done. Why? What the fuck are you playing? And why are you leaving an ad on for the people? So I lied. I I I I I, I didn't let the ad play. I pressed pause. <laughs> but still. Good. But still, um, you, you will see why. Uh, when 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 this show. Pete Alonso is the skull of Skullville. This guy just hit a fucking moonshot. I gotta go with Bick, man. Drew Locke. Do the monster bomb. Top ten. Oh is... great! I'm the I'm the tie breaking vote in my top two right now. Are not just Debo hot. and Locke. That's not just it's hot Debo. though. Locke. That's that's scorching. Locke has the uh, sneaky rushing ability. I just don't are see we, how Debo and stop. Are 10. we factoring? No, that like likelihood. <laughs> How does likelihood factor? The lower I mean, the likelihood, the hot more the hotness. Yes, I chose. Yeah, I chose the one I think is probably like I don't see Debo being a top ten receiver. No, I'm gonna go with Mister Bollier is the winner. All right, Nick. I, I, if if I were you to, are the skull of Skullville. Nick, if if I if I were to bet before this, who was gonna have the hottest take? I think Nick would be my my favorite in in the race. I think the favorite won this one. If I had to put it on, you're picking. You're picking a favorite, man. That's that's fucked up. I think the favorite in who's gonna have the hottest take is definitely Nick. I know. I'm joking. What, what are they? Our children? Yeah, it was a joke, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Yo, I just finished my kid's nursery. This shit is fire. Decals on the wall, all that. Like a Tim boss. got cool um animal decals for his kid's room. It's it's dope. Very cute. Very cute. Yes, for sure. Um, with that being said, Michael, where can they find you? At BrotoFF Mike. Jason. At BrotoFF Jason. You can find Casanova at BrotoFF Casanova, and you can find me at BrotoFF Tim. See what we did there? You can find us all at BrotoFantasy.com, Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy, on Twitter at BrotoFantasy, and Instagram at BrotoFantasy. And don't forget to download the app, the Fantasy Football by Broto app, which is available on all and every Every place you get your apps. <laughs> true. Tis true. Um, so with that being said, we let gonna... us know uh, who you think this Skull of Skullville is. We're going to let this on out. On Twitter and the Discord, you know. We're going to let this out with the scoliest hot take of all. Antonio Brown made a good song. That's the hottest take of all. Let's it let it go out. It was not a good song. A whole lot of money. <laughs> A whole lot of money.
Money. You can't hold nothing from me.